I will just tell you all this as Sam and I are here in the studio. <laughs> I'm living alone. As you know, my wife's away for two weeks. On uh, She's on the uh, ship. She's as uh, chief of staff of students on ice, so she's uh, like circumnavigating part of the ocean now, the Bay of Fundy or something. She's always on adventures. The kids are gone. So it's me, the dog, and the cat. And, and I'm just telling Sam, I don't know how this happens in like 48 hours, but my, the, like things are falling apart already. I don't know how as a bachelor, I've got laundry, food, guitars, dirty clothes. Like that. my wife walked in there and said, what the hell? I just left. You know, I'll get to that tomorrow. I just don't know what happens. This is why you need people like Sebastian Gendron, the, the co-founder and CEO of Transpod, because they're like, look, when things are falling apart, trust people like us. We have a fully electric train that can travel a thousand kilometers an hour, cost less than a plane ticket, and it will live in a vacuum tube. And we're going to do it. It's called the Fluxjet Transpod. No, the Transpod company is going to have the Fluxjet, which sounds like Back to the Future. Sebastian Gendron joins us now. I need people like you because I'm like basically falling apart here, Sebastian, as a bachelor. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, don't, don't, I mean, we'll do our best uh, <laughs> to put that transportation system. But do you, do you know that? Uh, you, you know how quickly I, it falls apart at home when your family leaves and you're like, I'm just going to like yeah, it yeah. all. <laughs> I, got the same, I got the same problem, trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we all do it. Okay, tell us about uh, a flux jet and, and what it is. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's kind of the vehicle we've been working on for the last uh, um, yeah seven years now, and uh, we just unveiled the first functional prototype to the public uh, last July, and uh, we're going to continue its development uh, until we reach the full scale vehicle, which is planned for uh, 2025. What is it? So, so describe this because it sounds like a Back to the Future situation. You know what? No, it's actually fairly simple. It's a uh, it's an aircraft without wings, so it's the size of a of a bus or a train coach, uh, but looks like an aircraft. Uh, same types of um, I would say system for uh, to control it, and uh, it's equipped. So the the fuselage itself is literally uh, similar than uh, what we uh, what we have today uh, when we build airplanes. And uh, we just mounted on it uh, uh, some specific uh, electromagnetic levitation and propulsion system yeah, to allow this vehicle to to reach the same speed or actually higher speed than an aircraft, slightly higher uh, than an aircraft. So it's it's existing tech, uh, and uh, where the, the the kind of the secret sauce here is really to to put the right pieces together to to keep the infrastructure cost at a decent uh, uh, value, uh, acceptable for private investors, and uh, and then yeah, the, we kind of embark in that journey to uh, to manufacture that vehicle and then uh, sell it maybe to Viareal uh, down the road. Whenever okay, not. so let's talk about this because like a, a lot of people know Elon Musk and the Hyperloop, right? People talk about this. So you're saying that you've got this, let's call it, it's like a bus or a fuselage, like a plane without wings, and, yep. and it's going to reach like 550 kilometers an hour. And, and how to do that, you talk about magnets and levitation. It's actually called yep. valence flux. So how did like, like, what do they travel on? Can you get specific? So I get inside this, I, like, is it above ground? Is it, how, what is this thing? Yeah, so the infrastructure is, uh, for most of the cases, will be above ground. 
Okay. Uh, we might go underground if we have the uh, Rockies to cross or to enter any dense area in Montreal or, or Toronto. We'll have to go underground. It uh, will be probably uh, uh, cheaper. And then the vehicle itself is literally the, the experience uh, will be similar than uh, what we have on an aircraft. Uh, we're planning uh, three configurations. Uh, one will be economy class. Uh, the second one will be probably business class, same as what we have on an aircraft. We're also working to have a similar configuration with a cheaper ticket price uh, than what we have on a subway, like uh, having people standing and some sitting as well. Um, I want to also uh, mention the fact that we're not developing a, a magnetic gun with an insane uh, acceleration. Uh, the acceleration is similar to uh, what we have on a subway, so it's going to take, what, 50K uh, to uh, to reach uh, top speed, and then the same uh, to decelerate. So, so 50K um, to reach, yeah. and then after 50K, it's going to reach... The, the speed yeah, of a plane, but so so something yeah. that's traveling above ground, like how dangerous is that above ground uh, traveling yeah, 500 so, kilometers an hour? Yeah, so uh, let's let's uh, step back a little bit. So the the system itself, um, so the vehicle uh, is in a vacuum, a low pressure environment. Okay, so in a tube, so the tube protects the vehicle from the. Uh, uh, weather condition outside. So it's a guided system, the same way uh, we experience it on a on a subway. Okay. So uh, compared to an airplane, uh, you don't have to worry about snowstorm or heavy rains and and all that, uh, even crossings and so on. So it's actually uh, safer than existing mode uh, of transportation. It's also uh, fully automated. Uh, so it's uh, computer controlled. At that speed, you can't rely on the, there is no driver. You can't rely on the uh, human brain uh, to to control uh, such a vehicle. So it really, with many redundant systems, and then um, yeah, with a smooth acceleration, uh, passengers' comfort is is kind of critical as well. And um, yeah, down the road, the just to go back on the safety aspect. Uh, on an airplane, you are flying at 30,000 feet, and when you have uh, any pressurized uh, issues, usually it doesn't end up uh, uh, well. Right. Where in our case, since we are at uh, ground level, I would say, when I say above ground, it's like any... Um, yeah. Uh, if you are in uh, in Toronto, you have the UP Express, which is similar to that. In Montreal, you have the La Caisse from Quebec building that REM. So it's an elevated kind of a system, the same way we see it uh, everywhere. And uh, if we have a pressurized problem, we can repressurize the tube in 15 seconds. So one five, then you are at uh, right. atmospheric so, pressure, so, and so, people so just, can evacuate. I just have uh, one quick question. So if this thing gets built, like let's say it goes from Toronto to Montreal or Calgary to Vancouver yeah. or, or or something, um, how long, for example, would a, a Montreal-Toronto trip take? So the, the best reference point is to use the time it takes uh, by flight. So Toronto-Montreal, you'll need one hour to do the trip. Instead Except of five hours. We, yeah, by train or instead and without all the headaches about the, those securities checks and so on. So really the same, uh, as easy as it is uh, to take a train, but uh, as fast as right. it is when you fly. Well, uh, well, listen, if you want to compare to flying, just 
just tell everyone to arrive three hours early, lose their luggage, and overcharge them, and then you then you really got comp- Uh Listen, Sebastian Gentron, co-founder and CEO of Transpod, uh, very cool. You've secured five hundred five hundred and fifty million dollars in financing. Good luck. I will ride this anytime you want, Sebastian. I'm dying to get the flux jet vehicle. Sounds very cool. Thank you for joining us. Please drop by again, and um, I really appreciate you dropping by.